Welcome to Shepherd the Sheep. Today, pastors Gina Guillermo and Jason Vaughn are going to discuss having the right goals when helping people. Welcome back. Hey. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been in studio. I know. How do you do this? I don't know. <laughs> it's a funny part, right? If we take too long, it's like you almost forget all the little things you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the boys set it up. Yep. Yeah. If they, if when, when Isaac moves, I don't know what we'll do. <laughs> Maybe by that well, point, we'll have a. There's still Zach and Gabe, so. Yeah, we got, we got years. We got a of, few, few more years. Sound training to go, yeah. And currently, Gabe is making you another cup of coffee. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Well-trained boys. Well-trained yeah. boys. Is, this is homeschool. This is, uh, I don't, somehow I got to get him a grade for this. I mean, that's the benefits of homeschool right there. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Free child labor. I mean, oh, training yeah. them up. Yes. <laughs> training them up. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all a matter of perspective, right? Yes. So, uh, hey, we've 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 had some discussions on the podcast. We've talked about expectations, which uh, I'm always pleased to hear that people tune into that uh, because that's a big part of Cornerstone, uh, understanding what we mean by expectations. And so, if you are listening to us, and this is you've not listened to our expectation podcast, this conversation builds off of the expectation podcast. Mm, so um, if you haven't listened to it, there are parts of this conversation that are going to make less sense. If you've listened to it, it's going to make more sense. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll provide more insight into that just as the conversation flows. But there's another podcast we did on helping people out. Mm-hmm. And um, at least I think we did. I definitely know I wrote an article on it. That's why I can't remember sometimes. But um, but that one would be important, too, because in that one we talked about, right, and it's in the expectations one, just to summarize, we talked about lowering your expectations on other people and raising your expectations for yourself. So rather than expecting my spouse to be perfect, why don't I expect my spouse to make mistakes, and why don't I expect myself to be the kind of person that helps other people? So... To me, that's helpful. Yep. Okay. So I think the podcast is counseling one another. Mm, so I okay. think if you look for it, it's episode nine. And basically, we talk about how to get involved with other people. Oh, yeah. And so in that one, we talk about that when, when, when somebody comes to you or a situation arises, that one, that you, you recognize that in God's sovereignty, you are now have a chance to be involved in this person's life. And so you gather information, you get involved. First you get involved, then you gather information, right? Because you want to rightfully di- you, you want to rightfully help somebody. And if you don't diagnose the problem, then you're not going to rightfully help them. You know, if you got a toe problem, you don't want the doctor giving you radiation treatment. 
Yep, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, diagnosis is such a big deal, huge deal. I mean, it's probably, and that could take some time too. It's not like yes, you don't. It's you might have to peel back a few layers. Yeah, honestly, I think the longer you work with somebody, you're always adding more information. That's true. Yeah, you don't ever want to be like, got you nailed in thirty seconds and right. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, no, no. People are too complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you want to give them hope because there is hope in the gospel. Uh, God is a reconciling, redeeming, restoring God. And so whatever problems exist, it's usually due to a lack of reconciliation, redemption, restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you need to give them some kind of homework, right? So it's not just like our conversation is probably not going to solve everything. Like you got to go do something, mm. you know, whether it's read the text, whether it's have a conversation, whether it's, you know, uh, confess your sin to your spouse, ask forgiveness, you know, whatever you, you've got to do something. So, Okay. Those two, those two combined puts us in this situation of, okay, I am responsible for ministering to other people. And by I, I mean you, the listener as well. So if you're listening to this podcast at this moment, I actually mean you are, God has given you the responsibility to do ministry to other people. Mm. Ephesians 4.12, part of building the church is doing ministry. So this is not just, hey, how do our pastors help people out? This is... How how do I help people out? Kind of podcast. Yes, and that's that's such such an important thing because pe- I think people come up to us all the time and they um, elevate ministry to the point where it's like you need to get educated, you need to get a counseling degree, you need all right. this. It's like no, you don't need. You just do. I mean, you need to know the gospel really well. Yes, you need to know how the Lord, how, really, how the Lord ministers, right? Yes, how, how He works and uh, and apply. Yeah, walk yeah. With, walk with people. Well, and and you need to realize that rarely do you get involved in the situation <clears throat> with the expertise at the same time to actually deal with the situation. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're closer to ten years now than we are five years or zero years in the ministry. And so there are some situations that we've dealt with that it's like, yes, we've seen this we have seen a sliver of this before. Mm-hmm. But the people are different, so it's never the same case. Yes. But it does require less study and trying to figure out the problem. That's true. Yeah. Whereas, but there are still problems in, that people have that require us to go, okay, how do we deal with this? That's true. Yeah. yeah. So we have, we have a knowledge base. We can yeah. look at a symptom and say, okay, we've seen these symptoms before. Yes. And it's possibly this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you, at some point people are different. Personalities are different, but, um, Pride and unteachability manifests itself almost like to the point to where every very difficult case we've ever had, I can say, oh, there's major, all of these people shared the same flags, Mm. the same problems. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, it's weird how our personalities make us unique and different, you know, but at the same time, pride, pride almost makes us more like each other and sin makes us more like each other than, than God probably designed us to be. Mm. All right. All right. So you are here to help somebody and you don't want to have high expectations for them. You want to have expectations for yourself, but you want to help them. And so now we're going to have that conversation of having the right goals for other people. Mm. So in other words, when you, when you sit down and you say, okay, I want to help, um, Billy Ray and Bobby Sue 
Very southern. That's so weird. Very southern Arkansas names. Bobby Sue. Oh, you know, we, we do have some faithful listeners in Arkansas. Okay. Thank you. They might know a Bobby Sue. If you know a Bobby Sue, will you text me and let me know? <laughs> uh, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that name, by the way. It's a classic Southern name. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was getting with the times, you know. Well, you, you see it less and less. Okay. But, but, um, because it's like a male and female, but it's not. No. Bobby's a girl. Bobby's a, also a, um, but, but we had a name. We had somebody in our church had that had kind of that dual name too, and she was from the South. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a uh, yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. I, I get it. It's cultural. Yes. It's fine. Okay, so you got you got Billy Ray and his daughter come to you, Miley. And uh, you know, well, I see now I forgot where it's going with all that G. I don't know. <laughs> okay, either way, right? So um we want to have the right goals for people. And and what we need to realize is that um in my ministry to people, it really does require understanding people well enough. To then say, okay, I'm not going to place expectations on you for me personally. I'm going to serve you, but I want to help you two out in the sense to where I want, I am going to have some goals in ministering to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So the way I minister to you is is to help you accomplish those goals. Right. And and this is where where you know, if you've ever worked with somebody who shares the same craft as you and you learn from them, this is where those convert this is where those kind of relationships, what you have are you you have that relationship where both people share the same goals. Right. So, you know, in our coffee connoisseur, not snobbery, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get together with another coffee guy who's been doing this ten years longer than you. And he says, hey, here's what I do with my beans before I grind them. And you're like, oh, what does that do? And then he's like, well, it, it does this. And you're like, oh, wow, I've never done that before. See, in, in the conversation with it, his goal is to help you better understand your craft. Right. And you as a, you as a learner at that point are, are hanging out with this guy, you know, wanting to learn at the same time. So in that scenario, you know, the teacher has the goals to help the other person understand better what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so in ministry, it's the same way. We have goals for other people. We have a desire to help other people. We have a desire to, to see them come to Christ and walk with Christ. And so in that, you've still got to set some right goals. Is that fair? Yeah. Could you define, so um, maybe someone listening to this might think like, okay, he's talking about goals. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that like the prescription it's not homework. Right? No, but it's it, like, yeah. it's your goal. Like you're telling this person, Hey, this is my goal for you. I want you, yes. I want to see this happen yes. in your life. Yeah. So, so big picture on the one hand, we need to, we need to realize that God's will is that people hear the gospel, repent and believe and worship him. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, we have that goal for every human being. Okay. I want to live and operate in such a way to help you and every other human being on earth worship Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's like that's a common goal that should be universally applied to every believer. Yeah. So if you know again, you're a believer, 
your your goal for that difficult aunt in your family, that goal for the difficult coworker, the goal for the cool coworker, the goal for your spouse, the goal for your kids, not your dogs because they're not human beings, um, is to see people saved and worshiping Jesus Christ. Yes. Right. And so evangelism is the word we often use that recognizes that goal. Mm-hmm. Right. You're a light of the world. You're a city set on a hill. You know, Ephesians 5, 12 talks about, therefore, you know, um, don't be influenced by the world, but instead go and um, evangelize the world. Yeah. So, that, and that's a very, uh, that's a, a very important foundational goal because all the other goals that you set up gets to that main goal. Like you're caring about this person's worship to Jesus Christ. Yeah. So like your big picture is I care about your worship to Christ. Yeah. Uh, therefore, you know, okay. So now you, now you have smaller goals mm-hmm. to get there. Like, like yes. it's almost like milestones to, yes, maybe not milestones, but no, like, milestones every, is helpful. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, because I mean, uh, everybody's worship, could be bettered uh, in some way, shape, or form, right? So we're just helping yes. each other help our worship, help each other's worship be more God glorifying. Yes, um, more uh, even in maybe even a brighter, shine a brighter light, be a better, um, you know, be a better light to the world. Yes, yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and I think that's right. So <clears throat> understanding that, right? That that to worship God maybe does it's not. Right, everybody's not going through the same situation. Yes. And so you have different... Um, I, I like milestones because the the unfortunate part, we're not talking like a video game where if you sit down and you play Assassin's Creed, you know, and then I play Assassin's Creed, and then we can talk about how we hit the different levels, the different milestones, and we finally won the game. Um, we're talking about human beings. And so those milestones aren't always going to be the same, the same way orchestrated at the same time. Which which makes it difficult. Yes. This is why it's hard. This is exactly why it's hard. Yeah. This is why you have to do the gather data, give hope, get involved, give homework. That's why you have to do that. Everybody's profile is completely different, unique. Yes. Yep. Yes. If you grew up in a house where, I mean, and even, right, depending on what, what situation you grew up, you know, some people grew up in stoic families. Some people grew up in families where whatever emotion you had that that indicated what the family does. Yep. Well, that that's those are night and day, light and dark. You know, I don't want to say light and dark, but right, black and black and red. Like those are so different that if you try to if you try to counsel the stoic person like they're an emotional person and the emotional person like they're a stoic person, it's going to be difficult. Yes. Yeah. So, so what we're talking about here, gosh, I feel like this is the longest intro. Um, <laughs> well, I think, yeah. The, but there's a lot to set up. Yes, that's you the set thing. it up. You yes, set it there's up. a lot to set up here. And so as I come alongside uh, Billy Ray and Miley Cyrus to help them, what I need to realize is that, one, I want to help them have a good family. And I realize there's a lot of, there's a lot of junk in that family that's publicly on display. And, um, but what I need to realize is, one, the goal is to help them worship Jesus Christ. However... It, the goal for each specific person might be different. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, I can't approach every human being and assume the goal is the same, even though the big, the, the long term big goal is the same. Mm-hmm. It, right? That's the umbrella. 
Mm-hmm. But but what it means to to help them to that is different, right? How how to help the drug addict and the porn addict and the shopaholic are going to have some similar themes, mm-hmm. but they're going to be different. Yes. But at the same token, go take the cleanest human being in the world, who's not an addict to anything, super self controlled, but at the same token, they still have bright problems. So helping that person walk with Christ is going to require a slightly, slightly different goals for them. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm not having to right? the addict. I'm having to try to, to help wean off the addiction and learn how to trust Christ and follow Christ. The other one, I'm not necessarily having to wean off an addiction, but, but we are having to confront, you know, other issues as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Help them see that they're actually not righteous. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which, yeah. So it's a delicate, it, it's a, and that's like a delicate scalpel, you know, surg- surgical tool to use to like, you may, you mess up, you know, that person's bleeding all over the place. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the text that I think is, is super helpful here is first is first Thessalonians five fourteen. Um, let's pull it up on accordance here. We urge you brethren and okay. So here's talking to the church, Right. Um, interestingly in 13, just so you can kind of have some context here from beginning verse 12, we request of you brethren that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give, and give you instruction and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work, live in peace with one another. So, right. Okay. Then we urge you brethren, and this is interesting because he just told you to esteem Right, we we might understand that as okay. Hey, esteem the pastors, esteem those who are full time doing this full time. But notice he doesn't say this is this is ministry. This is pastors' work, right? Because then he go, okay, we urge you, brethren, same brethren, right? We urge you, church body, to, and he's going to list three different situations. And what's interesting is these situations are not the same; they are different. And so even here in 1 Thessalonians, Paul realizes that not everybody's the same and that the goals might differ from person to person. Now, remember, Paul is always concerned with big picture, I want you to worship Jesus Christ and follow him and walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. But the reality is, because we are all different, struggling with different sins, different backgrounds, different training, different different maturity right? You're going to have different situations and the goals are not always going to be as obvious for everybody, which is, this is also why rules and ministry don't work. Oh, you should make a rule for this. It never works because it, it, you're trying to one size fits all. That's why the world, right? The world says, Hey, you know, somebody made a mistake on the, on the floor the other day. So we're just going to ban all cell phones. And it's like, man, you had one freak accident and now you're taking away privileges, right? But that that's that's the way the unwise think. Make a rule and you stop it. Well, that that's never, you know, that doesn't work. And so Paul even here comes up with these three categories. And and I'm gonna keep reading first Thessalonians, but but notice the three categories. There are the unruly, and in the Greek, uh, the unruly has the idea of going his own way, doing it his own way, insubordinate, disorderly. Um, undis- you could also say maybe undisciplined is another shade of this meaning. Um, 
Is this verse? Uh, this is First Thessalonians 14, five fourteen. 14. So the word unruly is uh, ad- idle in in the ESV. Is that is that the uh, admonish? Adactos. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's adactos. So adactos. Not that anybody will know that. I I really don't even know that. To be honest with you, I'd, I I just used the lexicon and well, wave my finger over it. We are that much smarter now. Since we've seen yes. the Greek, but. But the the idea here is right that that one who is going out of step, going one's own way, insubordinate, disorderly, right? And th- those people tend to be obvious because you you even try to like help them kind of walk together, where, you know, with the church, and and they they just refuse. That these people are going to go their own way no matter what. Twenty five people can tell them they're yeah. wrong. So the ESV uses uh, translates this as idle. It's interesting. Admonish the idle. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Like I D L E. Yeah. Oh well, so I think I think that's fine too because yeah. you're not walking, you're you're lazily sitting there not doing what you should be doing. Yeah, what you should be doing. They're doing something, mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but probably yeah. not what they need to be doing. And but that's weird, right? Like we don't ever think about it. But the lazy are going their own way, even if you, they're not doing anything. Yeah, they're going their own way by not doing something. Correct. Yeah, so they're still laboring at what they want to do. Yeah. Okay. And so, right, apathy and abrogating responsibility and laziness is the failure to do what you need to do. Yeah, which makes sense because I mean, yeah. usually people do the take the easiest road. Yes. They, so they're trying to find the, the easy way out. And yes. Sometimes we're called to be on the harder road. Yes. So. Or they, they are so set on the road that they want to have that they think everybody else should be on their road. Yeah. And so... If not, if everybody else isn't going to be on their road, then they're going to they're going to create disruption, and well, everybody else is in sin. Nobody wants to glorify God. Mm. You know, it's my way. I'm the godly guy here. I know what you know. And so it's it's weird, right? Unruly is not always like, uh, it's not always three year old temper tantrum, right? It can be, but it can also it can also have the veneer of um of religion. And so the Pharisees were the unruly because they were insubordinate. So and right and we're talking about very religious like they're disciplined. Very disciplined. Which funny cuz the footnote is undisciplined, but they're just undisciplined in the wrong things. Yes. They're disciplined in I'm sorry, they're disciplined in the wrong things. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that that makes them undisciplined. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you you tithe your cumin mint and deal, but you wait, you neglect the weightier matters. Yes. So they're undisciplined on the weightier matters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you, okay. So now, so you have unruly people, right? And those are the people that everyone's like, oh man, he's a drunk, right? And so oftentimes, um, unruly people can be easy to spot. Sometimes they're very, sometimes they're passive aggressive, and sometimes they're wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Okay, and and the reality is all of those are are very 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 right. I mean, you, the the beauty of working with those kind of people is it drives you to your knees to pray for them, right? Because it's that reminder that no matter what goals you have for people and you try to help other people with, you don't get to control the results. God mm-hmm. controls the results. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have unruly, and then you have faint-hearted, um, and faint-hearted from <laughs> Aligok. Is that an oligo? Yeah, okay. My Greek is going. But okay, either way, the Greek word here is discouraged, faint-hearted. So you're discouraged. Yeah. So you have unruly and you have discouraged. 
Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, so let's see here. Um, this is your, this, okay, Fain Oh, it's Oligopsuchos. Yeah. Oligopsuchos. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so it's, so they're it's, discouraged. It's interesting because it's just another form of pride, right? It can be. Yeah. So maybe maybe they're discouraged because of a trial. Maybe they're discouraged because they're not getting what they want. Maybe right there there could be many reasons mm-hmm. to be just because a person's discouraged doesn't mean they're legitimately like a victim. Yeah. Okay. Um. Right, you you could, you could this you could you could be helping a kid who's who's under a very um, heavy-handed parent. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you could be you could be like, right? You could be helping a kid whose whose dad exasperates him. Yeah. Um, and that there you might have discouraged. You could be helping somebody who's who's been abused and discouraged. You could be helping somebody in a trial, mm. but you could also be helping somebody that's mad that they never get what they want and they're discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, that's actually all valid. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that too. Yeah. And, and the way you, the way you deal with each one of those would be vastly different. Yep. Yep. Okay. Because something, some people need to hear, you need to quit having expectations for other people. You're setting up false hopes. So it's like, but the faint hearted, like what they, their temptation is kind of like they want to throw a towel in, right? Maybe. Like they're like so they're they're you know uh, everyone's been discouraged before and it's like ah why should I you know this is just impossible to do or like you yeah. know this is just uh, not worth it it's not you know yeah uh, but you're right though if they, if they're discouraged about the wrong thing yeah then um, that that requires a completely different yeah approach yeah and you still want to encourage them yep yeah but but you know yeah. And then the third category is the weak. Help the Excuse weak. me. And this could be physical limitation, but this could also be somebody might be weak because they are um, they are not strong enough in the faith. So convictions so are not quite there. They could be limiting in convictions. They could be lighting convictions. They could be right. Still, could be some kind of physical limitation. Um, could be some kind of, you know, uh, physiological limitation. That's true. Yeah. You know, it, it could be right. Your limitations could be for whatever reason. There's there's an ineffectiveness. Yeah. Someone who actually needs help. I guess. Yeah. Like so, like yeah. you know, the poor and the weak or the needy. I don't know. Yeah. Would they would the needy fit fit under that? Probably. Maybe. I mean, maybe yeah. it depends on what what you mean by needy there, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, like, you know, so you you could have somebody who, um, you know, when when you're trying to help somebody that doesn't have solid convictions on the faith, uh, a lot of times their weakness shows in that they their goals change on a daily basis. Okay, yeah, you know, on Monday my goals were this, and then on Tuesday they're like, well, I'm actually doing this now, and you're like. And trying to help this person is like a roller coaster mm. because one day you feel like the tide is high. The next day, the tide is low. The third day, the tide is medium. The fourth day, the tide is super low. The fifth day. And, and every day it's something different. Like if you're, if you're the kind of person that your priorities are changing every day, like I'm not going to call you unruly because 
it's probably not intentional walking your own way, right? It's that this day I feel like I need to do these things. This day I feel like I need to do these things. This day I feel like I need to do these things. Well, that's a weakness because you don't, you don't actually have the conviction to understand to stay faithful at your job, mm. you know? And so you don't, you're, you're not grounded well enough. And the picture I'm giving here is from Ephesians four, right? That they're tossed to and fro by every, by every wave. Yeah. And the reality is, I think even in the Ephesians four passage, it says every wave of doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, let me go back and double check. I've slept a little bit since then. Uh, yeah, yeah, every wind of doctrine. But the but the reality part is, you know, that when you're changing your priorities every day, it's not necessarily. He's not saying that you're 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 carried here and there by waves, tossed here and there by waves, and carried about by every wind of doctrine. He's not necessarily saying every biblical doctrine. He's saying any any kind of doctrine that influences you is shifting your focus by the even by the trickiness trickery of men and the craftiness in deceitful scheming, mm-hmm. right? So somebody who's weak is easily led astray by false teaching. Um, we've seen that we've we're, we've had to remove people because they went to a church that that denies the Trinity, and there you can see the trickery trickery of men and the craftiness of deceitful scheming led them away. Yeah, and they're actually weak because what they're suffering with, they refuse to trust Christ and said they went to a different gospel. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So with that in mind, right? You have so so weak does entail in the First Thessalonians that they don't have the right knowledge to maintain a soundness of the faith. Right. You know, there there is a sense in which, you know, because I understand God's priorities, I can say no to somebody pretty quick when they come to me and they're like. Hey, you know, I used to have this pastor back in, you know, like Nantucket and and he would spend every Tuesdays doing this. What do you think about doing that now? Mm-hmm. Why not? That that's I mean, that's good for your pastor back there, but that's I already know what's on my plate and I already know what my job is and that's that's outside of my realm. You know, and so having those convictions allows me to say no. Now, it doesn't mean that 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 person is wrong. Um it just sometimes, you know, like Oh, we, you know, I, people that chase hashtags to me are weak. Mm. Oh, the church has to be about this. Why? Well, because the whole world's talking about it. I mean, in five, in five minutes, the whole world's going to talk about something else. If we change hashtags, we don't preach the gospel. So yeah, yeah, to me, that's a weakness. Okay. Okay. So, um, it's not always unruly. And I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we have like three general categories here. Yeah. So, and the reality is you may be helping somebody with one, two, or all three of the problems. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is not necessarily comprehensive. Either. No, it's not necessarily comprehensive. Yeah. But, it's kind of a- but the interesting part about First Thessalonians 5.14 is it does instantly open up to the reality that, hey, not everybody's in the same situation. True. And if you, if you just go in and treat everybody, you know, if you assume everybody in the church is teachable, you're, you're not going to, it's not going to be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, if you assume everybody that everybody in the church is saved, you know, again, your goals might be different. And so you you really have to know who you're talking to. And that, man, this is a really long introduction. All to say, you have to know who you're talking to and you have to have the right goals for this person. Yeah. Okay. The one goal for everybody is just stop it. Yeah, just stop it. Stop it. I do love it. Yeah. Yeah, If you're listening, you need to go Google Bob Newhart and just stop it. Yes. Um, that video would save a lot of it. The funny part is it's actually pretty wise in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box. <laughs> Just stop. All right. So. All right. So that 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 was that was half a podcast on setting up to to diagnose what we're talking about. That you have to have different goals for different people. Because and you have to have the right goals depending on the person and the situation and the context. Mm. Okay, so let me just kind of rapid fire a couple of those. Right. So like if you're dealing with an unteachable person, my goal would be to help them be teachable. Right? You're dealing with an unrighteous situation, my goal is to help them walk righteously. You're dealing with a faithless person, your your goal is to help them be faithful. You're you're dealing with idolatry, it's it's to worship the Lord. Mm. You know, you're dealing with a rocky marriage, the goal is to help strengthen the marriage. Right? You're dealing with a wayward child, the goal is to help parent the is to help minister to the parent to deal with the wayward child. Right. So so there are different goals instantly laid out. Right. Based on scenario. And so when you're helping somebody, I think it's proper to have, hey, who is this person? What's the situation and what goals do I need to have with this person? Yep. Okay. All right. And those the goal needs you should be able to look at scripture and say, here's what God's word says, and that should be your goal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't find it in scripture, then your goal is probably wrong. It's gotta be God's will. Yeah. And I think that's, I think honestly though, this is the rub because sometimes in our family relationships, the reason why we engage or interact with a family member is actually not to help them. It's to just make life go easier again in the family. Yeah. You know, Yep. guilty. How many times (laughs) do marriages, do you talk to somebody and you, you hear them complaining about their spouse and you realize you really just want them to stop because it'd make life easier for you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the like, right? That's the that's the hard part with kids because they just sometimes they're just really annoying. You just want to right. just stop it. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Just kids. <laughs> yeah. But with that in mind, so as you're helping as you're helping people, you need you need to realize that right. So I want to set the right goals. So um, if I'm if I'm working with an unbeliever, then my goal for the unbeliever is belief and salvation. Yeah, so I'm not necessarily going to counsel, you know, seven steps of being a godly parent. If you don't understand the gospel, I want you to understand the gospel. Yeah, and now this is kind of where the expectations come into play because uh, then you're really, you know, you're with your unbelieving children 24-7. Yes. It's easy to change behavior. Yes. But if you're trying to point them to Christ, you have to realize that your every day is going to be a battle Yes. The expectation is that they're going to fight you. Yes. Um, and the expectation for ourselves needs to be, um, I'm going to stand firm on the convictions that God gave me as a parent. Right. But be patient with them. Right. And that's the last part of First Thess 513. Yep. I haven't read you. Be patient, be with, patient with everybody. Yep. Everybody. Not just some people, huh? Not just some people. Ah, uh, man. Hope we'll I always like it better. When uh, Thomas is here, he's joining the party. All right. Yay. I always like it better um, when people are patient with me. Oh, oh, yeah. I appreciate other people's patience towards me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't realize they, they've been yeah. long patient with you. Yeah. But but you got to be patient with them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So with that in mind, welcome, Thomas. We're talking, uh, we're talking having right goals for people. Sit down, and uh, when, you have, when you're ready to chime in, raise your hand, and we'll hand you a mic. So um, the right goals with people is really helpful. So like even in Thomas's situation, because the things he does on a weekly basis, he goes out and he ministers to unbelievers. Right on the one hand, Thomas 
is around a lot of people that are financially not well off. And he's got people working with him who, who think their big problem is they don't have enough paycheck. And yet, as we talked about, why not everybody, why, why a homeless situation is not necessarily a money problem, right? Mm -hmm. If Thomas forgets that the big problem that all of these people have is Jesus Christ, you know, now the interesting part is when you're worshiping Jesus Christ, you actually tend to start spending your money more wisely. Mm -hmm. And, some of those problems go away. Not not saying that faith means you're rich, but but sometimes they quit spending money on stupid stuff. Like, hey, I just got a thousand dollars, and rather than, you know, fix up my car, I bought a seventy-seven inch, brand new color TV that's better than most people's homes. You know, mm-hmm. so so for for Thomas, right? He's in that situation where you you possibly could forget that the goal is actually salvation with these people. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and again, that we talked about that very early on. Big, big picture goal is right worship. So evangelism is the goal with unbelievers. Yes. Okay. But at the same token, like um, when you're working with people, you've still got to have this. Okay. What do What do you do with somebody who's not teachable? Mm-hmm. What are your goals become at that point? Yeah. You're asking me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you How do you deal with that person, G? What's your goal? Yeah. Well. Um, uh, friendship's always going to be a platform for ministry. Yeah, that's true. So if the long-term goal is a gospel for that person, then they need to know that uh, I'm going to be their friend regardless of where they are in life. And what that yeah. means, I mean, it doesn't mean I pander to everything they want right, or need. Yeah, so it, it it means that I stand firm of uh, on what it means to worship Christ. Yeah, It means that I'm clear with my you know what? What I want for them is like, hey, I want you. Yeah, I want your worship for to Christ to be honoring. Yeah, which means um, every time we hang out, you know, know that that's that's what I'm trying to do with you. I'm trying right. to help you see that Christ is worthy. So, yeah, I, I think loving them. Um, so right, you, you're you're, and what that that could look like different. That could look different with with right. whoever you're dealing with. You know, whether it's you know, intentionally spending time with them, having coffee with them, um, sitting right. sitting with them, praying with them, whatever it is, you're you're helping them with just everyday life. But the purpose of that is to point them to Christ. Yeah, um, that's that's my approach usually. So yeah, well, and the interesting part with the unteachable is oftentimes um, we are more open to friends. Yeah, and that, so what 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 you're also talking about is is that friendship that you're cultivating with the person you're opening the door for you to be influential in their life. Yes. And I, I think often with unteachable people, it could be for a myriad of reasons. Maybe there's, maybe they've been stabbed in the back 50 times, or maybe, maybe they got stabbed in the back once and it, they just can't get over the hurt of being stabbed in the back. And so now they're really slow to listen to anybody else. And so your goal might have to be to just, you know what? They're not willing to listen to me. I can't control that. Right, but I can show them that though I'm still sinful, you can trust me and that I love you no matter what. Yes, and so that friendship helps cultivate that. It does. Yeah. Um, so in a way, you're trying to you're trying to earn influence in their life. Correct. Yeah. 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 Because right, because you're still teaching. Them. I mean, even because you're actually teaching them about Christ. Yeah. When you're kind to them. Yes. Like you're still teaching them. So that's that's also very intentional. It's like this is actually what Christ's ministry looks like. It's actually uh there's a there's a gentleness to it, there's a patience to it. And like that should 
right? That's more. That's going to be in contrast to the world where it's like doggy dog. Yeah. You know, they, I think hopefully people will see the contrast. Yeah. With what it's like to live with a Christian versus yeah. what it's like like to live with an unbeliever, and hopefully, yeah. you're not the type of person that's like just hard to live with or yeah. hard to be a friend with. Well, and, but even but there are unteachable Christians too, and yes. all of us yes. have that sacred cow that we don't want other people to address in our life too. Yes, and so when you're dealing with somebody and you're trying, you know, you you're getting involved, you're gathering information, and you're like, man, this person really will, refuses to listen to any counsel on this issue. I often tell people, you know, you need to quit playing the short game and you got to play the marathon. And what that means is you've got to, you know, for whatever reason, they don't trust you and the information you might provide them to help them out of the scenario. You know, and, you know, you may be wanting to work on your golf swing and you just met a professional golfer and you don't know he's a professional golfer. And he tries to give you a little tip, but because you've been burned on on golf tips before, you're just like, you know, no, I'm not going to listen to you. So in that scenario, you want to tell the golf pro, hey, just give, give, just be patient. Mm-hmm. Show the guy you care about him. Show the guy you're going to invest in him. Show the guy you love him and, and see what happens. And maybe over time he goes, hey, you know, what do, what do you think? Do you know anything about golf? And you're like, actually, I'm a golf pro. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, but, but sometimes people are just for whatever reason. And, and it's actually not unwise completely either. You know, because we've seen people go share their problems with a very gossipy person. And you're like, you're sitting over there going, Oh, that's the worst thing you could do is tell that person your problems. So, you know, at some level I get it too. It's not, it's not like not being willing to trust somebody. Like there's some wisdom involved in that, Yeah, you know? And so, yeah, for, if you're that person trying to help somebody out, who's not willing to listen to you, your goal needs to be to show them that you love them and to just be a good friend. And, and you have to realize at the end of the day, God opens those doors, not us. Mm-hmm. And so if your expectation is everybody you talk to is just going to listen to you and cower over it and hear whatever you have to say, that, that's just a false expectation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So make it your goal instead. Hey, Lord, for whatever reason, you put, you put Jimbo in my life here. And uh, okay, you know what? He's not willing to listen to me, but he keeps coming back. So you know what? I'm like, I love this guy. I'm going to start praying and, you know, trying to help him out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine if everyone did that at church, that was their kind of their. Yeah, you have a short term right. right plan, you have a long term goal plan, and that's that's the thing, right? Like right. we're talking about goals here. You need to have a long term. You need to have a long term goal plan. Yep. With with people as well as a short term one. Yep. And it has to fit under the rubric of believer walking in sanctification. Mm-hmm. So it, once you once you're a believer, the other big thing there is, hey, we as a church are here to to build each other up and to equip each other to walk in faithfulness. And to walk in a God exalting, Christ exalting way, and so um, in that too, right, is the reality that you may have to critique somebody or criticize somebody, but you also need to realize you you yourself are going to get that too. Yeah, and so that's a two way street. Mm-hmm. If you're okay criticizing others but not willing to receive criticism, well, you got a pride problem. Yeah, and so even even there, your goals because sometimes your goals require admonishing the unruly. Like you go back to that First Thessalonians five fourteen text. And admonish there is not get mad at them. Admonish is teach stringently. Hmm. Basically, they are so out of line with Scripture that you you need to teach more stringently. It's not, ah, you know, you go sit in the corner for five minutes, you know, and, and get the, and we're going to spank you, and, and you're going to have a timeout. That's not the admonish that he's talking about. He's talking about, like, you need to really administer. That's honestly where the word new counseling came from. Yeah. 
because it's that word for neuthetic there, um, which has the idea of, um, right, that you are instruct. It's instruction. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, 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 um, um, right. You're, you're, you're showing them the scripture. You're showing them what they need to do based on the scripture. You're walking yeah. them through it. it it's yeah. Yeah. It, With it, a little bit of warning, like, yeah. listen, you're, you're, the things you're doing are put, are on a path of destruction. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is hard because often divisive people, they're divisive because they won't listen. And you're trying to warn them that, listen, your lack of listening is, is the problem here. Like you, you are so divisive because you need to listen, but you refuse to listen. So it's weird. It's a Mm. weird circular situation. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so yeah, you're, yeah. So you're neuthetic training them in the, in the scripture. Um, but, but in that situation now, and this is kind of the caveat, right? I know my goal is to help you walk with Christ, but I can't expect you to listen and do everything I say you're going to do. And I think that's where expectations come in, right? Because if I, if I just expect you, if I just expect to say, honey, I expect this and then it, it never happens, you know, that's on me. And that that's where ministry is waiting on the Lord to do what the Lord's going to do. That's fair. Yeah. And so that's why you have to make sure your goals are in line with scripture, because if they're not in line with scripture, then in a way you're trying to lead people in an ungodly way. Mm-hmm. And so if you can look down and say, my goal is my goal is in line with scripture, you know, and that that's where it's even helpful to talk to the elders and to say, Hey, is, are my goals right in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody's not listening to counsel, it may not be unteachable. It just may be they're not a good. Li- they're not listeners, mm. and so maybe you got to sit them down and say, "Brother, I need you to listen better," you know. And so, but the results have to be left up to the Lord, because if we leave them up to ourselves, right? Then, then we really are kind of at that point. You're thinking you're the Holy Spirit, but you're not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the caveat is that, um, you know, uh, 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 on top of ex- like the correct expectations. Uh, you, you are, uh, th- there is like, there is, you're developing your skill, your skill, uh, your ability to, to, to talk to people, to help people. And it takes time. Uh, and sometimes like, uh, and we can't forget that it's the, actually the Holy Spirit that does work. Right. Um, and, and you could wax eloquently <laughs> and this person just like, right. no, thank you. Right. And then you could have a counseling session that, or like a conversation with a person that, you thought went horribly and they're just, for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit woke them up. Right. You just never know. Right. I think maybe just be faithful in knowing that that's kind of what we're doing every day in our life. Yes. And just leave the results to the Lord. Yeah. And trust him. Yeah. And that's where, right, because sometimes you look at me and say, we see no progress. Yeah, you may not. And you don't know, you don't know what your role is in this person's life. You don't know how God is necessarily using you in their life. You don't know any of that. That's true. Um, you know, uh, and here, here's, you know, so what happens if you don't see progress? Well, one, you could double check your goals. Yep. You know, hey, is it, hey, hey, Pastor Gina, is it fair that I have this, that I'm trying to help this person? Is it fair that this is a goal for that I have for them? You can also share that with somebody. I share that in counseling. Hey, my goal is to help you walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to make the changes you need to make to walk with Christ? Right. And if they say no, then you know what? Hey, 
uh, I'm going to have a different, slightly different set of goals. Right. Goals. Yeah. My, my goal is going to go back to win bit. them. Yeah. I'm, I'm now here. I'm now trying to win you to show you that I'm here actually to help you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not here to fight you. Yeah. You don't like my advice. Okay. Well now the goal is, uh, well, you got to learn that this is actually the better way than your way, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it might take time. Yeah. Um, now what if somebody burns you? Oh, so this is interesting. I I've come to see that, that there are a lot of times that people will not engage other people in ministry because they've been burned. And it, the funny part is you see this in pastors all the time. Well, don't get too close to many congregation. They might stab you in the back. But there's nowhere in Scripture that says don't do this because they might stab you in the back. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> right. that the admonition is more like stay faithful. They're going to stab you in the back because they're sinful people. Right. But honestly, sometimes I think the stab in the back mindset is 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 stems from pride too. Yeah. Like I've been insulted. I've seen brothers recently insulted by by other supposed brothers. And it's kind of this like like I try to remind the brothers like listen, they're not insulting you because it's you. This is their sin lashing out. And so you've got to rise above that and real and like you you really need to be heartbroken for the person, not offended by the person. Yeah. You know, what what sad state are you in that you would say these things? And so when somebody does that to you, you just need to realize that people are selfish and people are prideful and they're going to they're going to make decisions that sometimes right has to, to stab you in the back or mm-hmm. and it doesn't make them right, but but don't let those things burn you from doing what's right. Right. Yeah. Because it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen again. Yeah. Well, you're not in glorified body. Until we're all in our glorified bodies, people are going to sin against you. This is true. Yeah, and we're not in it. We're not in the new heavens and the new earth. So you're not going to, you're not going to, you're just never going to engage people in glorified bodies with glorified minds right now. And there's a lot of, uh, unfortunately, in what the line of work we do, a lot of pastors do get stabbed in the back and really, really bad. Yeah. And, and they, they leave ministry yeah. and sometimes yeah. embittered. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. But it's life. Yep, and God is good. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, right, have the right goals for people. You know, one, make sure the goal is belief. Two, following Christ. But three, know the person well enough and have some goals to help them out. Yeah. And honestly, it might even be, it's probably fair to just say to them, hey, this is the way I would like to help you. Are you are you okay with that? Yeah. yeah. Now, the content of those, those goals, I don't know if that's another conversation or not, um, but I find in the walk series that we're doing in Ephesians, mm-hmm. you know, those are, those are some just like very uh, practical ways to just yeah. help people. Yeah. I agreed. Yeah. yeah like, walk in love, walk in light, unity. walk in a manner worthy of the gospel, yep. walk in unity. Yep. Walk in wisdom. Yep. Which we're going to do. Yep. Yep. Now I'm excited about that one. Cause we're going to talk about marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Um, it's going to be interesting. We uh, beat everything out of, I think so. I mean, there, there's more to talk about. Um, there's yeah. always more to talk about. In our heads, it's clear. And if, yeah. if I guess if people had questions, because yeah, I, mean, I know there's specifics, right? There there's are always, always specifics. And yeah. I think that's that's where a, it's hard to specifically deal with every person's situation in podcast. But that's why community is so important, because to have the relationship with the elders or wiser, mature Christians and be able to say, hey, I'm trying to help my kid with this. Mm-hmm. What are some goals I should have for my kids? Yeah. Yeah. That Maybe, hopefully so, this yeah. prompts future discussion to help you be better in ministry. The, the, so the encouragement is just make sure you have goals. Yes. Yeah. Cause if you don't have any, then you're kind of shooting in the dark almost. Yep. 
and uh, don't have expectations for the response. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Have so goals, have, but no expectations. Have goals, everybody. Yes. If you took anything away, have have biblical goals. Yes. For people. Yep. Number one being the that their worship, you know, that their worship matters to Christ, and yes. you're leading them to love the love Christ and and obey the gospel. Yeah. I love it. All, All right. right. Well. <laughs> Let's do the outtake music thingy. Yeah. And then uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Love you, Gordon. Love you guys.